When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Couldn't be doing it, Keithy, without the good people at Robot Building Supplies, Berwick, Burn, W, or Sonos. And first hour of the show, always for Ace Gutters, Australian-made, built to last. Um, the rookie draft came and went last weekend, and for several players, uh, well-known players, it was the opportunity to continue their AFL journey with pick number 33, the first pick of the third round. Dan Howe ended up at North Melbourne, and there's some symmetry there with the new coach and his old mate Liam Shields joining them the other day uh, under the SSP rules, and Daniel has been good enough to join us on the show to have a chat about it all. Good to see you, mate, and congratulations. Thanks for having me, guys. Did, did you know this was coming? Like, you get, We'll talk about the journey from you know getting cut at Hawthorne to getting picked up by North, but did you know this was coming? Um, I had a fair idea that it may happen. Um, I spoke to North Melbourne maybe a month ago, and um, they were quite positive, um, but at the same time, there was no guarantees, so... I wasn't getting my hopes up. I wasn't taking it to the bank until it actually happened. So mm. it was a nice relief when um, the pick went through and um, I got to North Melbourne. It is a, it'd be a huge relief, but uh, probably the question for Hawthorne fans is, well, how did it end up like this? Uh, under Clarko, things seemed like they were really well positioned. The growth was there and it looked like you were going to be part of the organisation for an extended period of time. And then I guess with a new coach coming in, they have a set of fresh eyes and... Well, I mean, to be perfectly blunt about it, it seems like the eyes didn't like what they saw. Um, yeah, I guess Sam coming in, he wanted to um, develop his team the way he wanted to. And um, unfortunately, I was 26 at the time. I don't think um, I was part of his plans. I think he's looking to the younger generation to regenerate their list and um, yeah, look forward to the future. And, and how does that go when you, you're there, you're coming off what seemed to be a pretty solid seat? I well, mean, Andy, seventh, you got seventh, the stats. Seventh in the BNF in mm. 2021, clearly statistically your best season. Mm. And, and I guess from there, where you got those types of numbers, how does the conversation – are you given – any warning by the coach? Is it? There's, did there something happen in the preseason? How does it unfold where your role changes so significantly? Um, yeah, from an early stage, like I, I sort of gathered the information that I probably wasn't in the plans. So, right. Um, it was a tough year, but um, I tried to do everything I could to play and train and prepare the best I could, but. Um, the results and the selection wasn't going my way, unfortunately. So, um, mm. yeah, it just it's one of those things that happens in football clubs. It happens in um, uh, real life that mm. um, people move on. So yeah. that was that was the extent of it. So you probably spend more time, I imagine, throughout the course of the year dealing with your line coach than you would the senior coach. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but they've made this. It's a really obvious. Um, kind of policy decision they made from a list perspective to go young, particularly in the middle of the ground where you've been playing, you know, most of your footy and did in 21. Were you speaking to your line coach? I don't even know who the line coach was at Hawthorne, but what do I need to do to get back in? Where do I sit in the pecking order? Why aren't I getting a game? What was your form like for Box Hill? Take us into sort of the ongoing nature of that conversation throughout the course of the season. Yeah, so the midfield coach was uh, Robert Harvey, who's since moved on to St Kilda. Um, 
and yeah, it was it was a year where I was still trying to progress as a player, still trying to get better. Yep. Um, but as I said before, mm. like the just the selection wasn't happening, so I was still a still trying to create a positive influence, um, especially with the younger list. I was trying to trying to trying to guide those guys and and trying to prepare the best I could. But yep. um, yeah, and even at Box Hill level, like um, I really enjoyed mm. uh, playing there. Um, even though it's not where you want to be. What what happens then uh, when the decision's made, you get delisted? Did you sell yourself to other clubs? Were you out there trying to, or your representative, I assume, is, is doing that? Uh, were, were there others that were interested? Um, not that I know of. I spoke to Chris Fagan um, briefly. Um, but my understanding was that the list spots were um, quite hard to come by um, and Clubs these days want to take 18-year-olds. They want to take three or four of them um, because they have the greater upside. I, that's my point of view. So, mm. um, yeah, so pretty much North was the only one I sort of had real conversations with. So when you look – have you spent much time looking at North's list profile? Have you gone – so clearly Liam, who you played a lot of footy with, yeah. Liam Shields, comes over to North Melbourne as well. Alistair, I imagine you take great solace in the fact that Alistair Clarkson knows what you can do as a footballer and he wants that as part of you know, his list for the next couple of years at least. Have you looked at the North list and thought, yeah, I can see it makes sense as to why North Melbourne was the club that was interested in me? Yeah, look, North, um, I've been in there two or three days now and I, I can see the exciting list that they've got. Um, they've got a lot of um, youth under 22 um, and they're looking really promising for the for the future years. So, as a 27 year old now, I, yeah. I think I can add some value to to those guys and and to the club as well. And and do you see yourself as having to diversify your own skill sets? Even at, yeah, I mean, it's not like you're old. 27 is 27, 27 is, just is a baby. you are. Mat- this is your prime. Well, that, that's what I thought. You're in the prime of your football life. Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> Uh, do you, although uh, having been through that experience, do you, has Clarko or the club spoke about how your role might look in the upcoming season? Oh, it's still early days. Mm. Like I've only been in, yeah, three days or so. Um, so I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, I think I can play my best footy on the wing. Um, I can also go inside and half back. So, Mm. um, honestly happy to play anywhere. What was working? Did something work particularly well for you in 21? Was it? The way you were used, or were you playing a slightly different role, or what? What was it? Was there something unusual in the in in that season compared to the other seven you've had at AFL level? Um, potentially just being played on in one position. Like yeah, I could actually focus on um, the specifics of that role. Um, I played wing for most of it, um, so I could really hone my craft in that area, um, and just the continuity of my body was. My body was sound, so I got game after game after game and um, built confidence that way. And are you a footy fan? Do you love, like, have you uh, know everything about the other teams? And would, if you were there and you were sort of had to be a scout, that if I asked you about the St Kilda Football Club of last year, you'd be able to break it down? Or do you just do your business and that's um, how we roll? Early <laughs> days, I was, a, I was a big footy fan. Mm. Um, throughout the years, I've sort of probably tapered that off and more sport, sort of specific from week to week, who we're playing and um, tend to dive in a bit more. Um, yeah. Is, is there a reason for that? Is it, is it in order to keep that interest? Did, do you feel that, is there a reason yeah. why you, you might have tapered in that? Yeah, I think living in Melbourne, it's um, the <laughs> AFL bubble is all-consuming. Right. Um, 
and it's hard to get away from. So um, any opportunity you can get away from that is, um, I think it benefits your own footy because mm. you come into the footy club and you and you're ready to go. So are you, are you mm. active social media wise? Have you got a social media platform present uh, profile? I, I actually don't. I don't have Instagram. I don't have Twitter. Um, did you have it at some stage? Uh, yeah. And did you and, and did you get rid of it because we hear these stories of yeah. when I talk to players much about sure, this sort of got stuff? A little but, dodgy account there just <laughs> to see what's going on. Did you? Like, how, how was how was that? I mean, we get it in here yeah, you know, in, our, in our in our feeble yeah. positions in life. But uh, did you find that a uh, distracting experience? Um, yeah, not, I mean, it, it, it's all in there. I don't think it was a football decision, but, um, it was more of a life decision yeah. being, it being too addictive. Um, but it certainly help, helps you switch off from, mm. cause you're not getting fed football photos. You're not getting fed. Yeah. 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 AFL, AFL, AFL. So, um, yeah, I think it certainly helps. Well, yeah. and, and on that same line, because we speak to a lot of football players and coaches and there's a real big focus on mental health of, uh, of, of the players because of mm. some of the issues that they have to address. Is there, is, is it a significant uh, issue? Is it something that, that within the players association alarm bells are ringing because of the, the damage it can do? Uh, social media, the, the social media, and the pressure and that spotlight, the bubble that you're talking about, is it is it a bit over the top, um, and, and detrimental? Uh, it can be for some players. Mm. I think um, some players can deal with it quite well and um, can make the most out of it, mm. uh, and some players tend not to. So mm. I'm mm. probably one of those players. So that's why I've taken myself off socials. And so you don't you don't feel like you deal with it well when you were on if you were you once on social media and then yeah, you decided yeah, yeah. so you didn't you didn't enjoy that and it wasn't helpful. No. No. Yep. Smart move. Well done. So if you if you don't mind me asking was it the negativity that comes with it like people the fact that people get direct access to you is great but it's also potentially terrible. Yeah. And some people deal with that better than I don't give a stuff what mm. he says but some people the early days of this job, I was complete, just to put myself into the story, completely unprepared for that sort of stuff. And if I got a negative text on this machine here or a negative tweet, oh, I'd lose sleep over it. It would really worry me. And it's, it's coming from some bloke who's got two followers and has done two-fifths of stuff all with his life. So you get to deal with the understand it a bit. But it does get inside your head sometimes, and you can actually – be affected by that stuff. Yeah, particularly for younger players. I yeah, think, um, they come out of school, um, and especially these days, they're they're all over their phones and yep. um, they read and they read everything. Um, so it does infiltrate yep. your subconscious, and um, it probably does make a difference. Talking to Dan Howe, ex Hawth now Kanga, take us inside the Alistair Clarkson. You know, and you've spent a lot of time with him. North's clearly been through a tough time on the footy field. Um, what what? Is Clark, what's Clarko going to do in the absolute short term with this footy team, irrespective of wins, losses? What will he try and convince this group of and how will he go about making his mark as a coach on this on this new footy club? Yeah, one thing about Clarko, he won't leave anything to chance. Um, he's relentless in the way he wants to go about it um, and hopefully that will, that will be passed on to the players. Um, the other thing that I'll probably say is um, traditionally, he's been um, in charge of an organised and structured team, so everyone knows what their roles are, um, and I think that will be uh, his sort of first few months yep. try, trying to impart that on on the group. 
And how's he going to be? Uh, because it, it can be when you've had success for a long, long period of time and you're dealing with the absolute excellence. And I say this respectfully, North Melbourne are not in that. There's no Lance. Think, there's no Jared. There's the, no Cyril. There's no Sam. There's no Luke. There's yeah. no Daniel. There, there's some players that North mm. doesn't have that Clarko had access to Correct. at Hawthorne for a long period of time. And we see his uh, emotional outbursts sometimes, which don't doesn't always Tell the picture of the real man. But how do you think he's going to cope with having... Now, I know he, he inherited not a good situation when he first came to Hawthorne. So he's sort of... Mm. The clock, it's, he's done a 180 right now. But how do you think he... he does he cope with that uh, well? I think he's excited by the challenge. Mm. Um, North Melbourne finished 18th uh, last season. So um, it's an exciting time to be at North Melbourne. Like um, We're starting from the ground up. It's a blank canvas and we're going to work our way ourselves <laughs> yeah. to, to the top, which yeah. is exciting. Now, is it true that you've got the number 15? Uh, yes. That is true? Yes. That is true? So you, was that, that by request? <laughs> yes, it was. We <laughs> saw it on the picture. No, I think we've got, I think we've been told you've got number 15. Fairly famous number at North Melbourne. You're mm. clearly not that big a footy junkie, but a bloke by the name of Malcolm Blight <laughs> used to wear the number 15 at North Melbourne. Have you looked at any of Blighty's um, YouTube highlights uh, on the way through and um, how, he does, how he wore that number 15 jumper well, at North? I've seen one highlight in <laughs> a talk from <laughs> 70 metres out. We've all seen yeah. that. I'd yeah. love to be able to do that. That'd be day. nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Nice. What else are you doing outside of footy? Um, if anything. I'm studying at Monash University. Yeah. Doing arts. Um, that's ticking along in the background. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> What's you know, art? I don't know School what School of done. life. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Is there a, right. a specific area? Or perhaps uh, uh, most people doing arts have got no idea yeah. what they're going to do with that. Right. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. pretty right. Yeah. Right, okay. You'll you, figure that out as you go along. Figure it out. Mm. Have you ever had to think, I mean, I wonder whether that crossroad of ex-Hawthorne pre-North, did you have a moment where you thought, Geez, I might have to think about getting a real job here. Like, did, did that thought cross your mind? Yeah, big time. Right. Yeah, that was the uh, front of my mind for the last two or three months. And did you um, find yourself heading in a certain direction? Not really, no. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I was going to try to finish off my degree and, um, yeah, look, I was sort of waiting for the draft to happen and if it didn't happen, yeah. I'd probably, um, yeah, get cracking on oh. in, in that regard. Would you, would you, if you, if so, let's just say the hypothetical that you didn't get picked up, yeah. Are you the sort of guy who said, well, I'm going to prove them wrong and go back and play in the VFL or wherever it may be and, and try and earn another opportunity? Or do you say, hey, I did eight years. That's eight more than the vast majority of them. And uh, that's good enough. What what would you have done? No, I was keen to play uh, VFL. Right. Um, so I met with a few clubs pre-draft. Um, and yeah, like I, I was hoping to play the best footy I could. Um, if that eventuated into an AFL opportunity, that would have been great. But I was also happy to mm. um, play VFL and enjoy my footy down there. So mm. we had Nick Maxwell on the show last week, after I think after the first night of the draft, former Collingwood skipper. And he was talking about how he was really mindful in his AFL days of making the most of connections that he was meeting out. And you guys in who get to play on AFL lists um, are really fortunate and privileged in one respect. Did you get to meet, you know, there are master of in, masters of industry who are drawn to your footy club and they love footballers. They're attracted to the whole thing. And he made the most of those connections so that when his playing days were done, he had made contacts with people who owned a company here yeah. and a business there. Yeah. And is that something in the second half of your career 
you might be a bit more mindful of than perhaps you have been in the first half of your career? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think probably this last two or three months has um, yeah. made that front of mind as well. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely be looking to explore opportunities outside of um, playing on the field um, and using the North Melbourne connections. Mm. And, and how's training been just before we let you go? You've been down for a couple of sessions. Are you are you joining in with the younger group? You, you're sort of out on the deck doing doing yeah, some stuff? So yeah. my first day was Friday. Yep. Um, and uh, yesterday was uh, every, the whole group was back in to train for the first time. Um, which is exciting, um, and yeah, I've loved it. It's a it's a new place, new new group, um, new philosophies, new game plans. So, although it's still sort of familiar, <laughs> yeah, with yeah, yeah, being yeah. There. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been exciting. I've uh, loved it. And uh, I saw some vision. Now you only seen like ten seconds of it when it was on the news when it was there, and it seems like that, like you, Clarko was pointing here and pointing there and doing his. His thing. Are you right into the strategical side of things at this point in time? Or is it more just like an arts degree, just sort of a general <laughs> type uh, journey of life? Journey. <laughs> <laughs> I was certainly starting uh, game plan stuff. Like, um, yeah, obviously North, the guys there haven't really experienced um, Clarko's style. So um, slowly drip feeding it into it, um, training and um, a lot of little intricate intricacies mm. that Clarko likes to introduce into basic concept drills and um, and also bigger um, full ground stuff. So, yeah, it's been it's mm. been a good change. But it'd be interesting because, he, yeah. you know, in the off-season, he's been over there spending time with Steve Kerr from the Golden State Warriors. And and, and, and Postacoglu with the Celtic FC. Mostly with Steve Kerr. And but, uh, And Ange as well. So it'd be interesting. Do you see stuff that's a little bit different to the way he's going about it now to when he was at Hawthorne? Uh too early to tell. I think it's too early to tell. Right. What I, what I have noticed is he's full of vigor and energy. Yeah. yeah. He and looks like, he actually looks the, like that. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. reflected on the group, I think. Walking into the place, it's, it's a good energy um, around, the, around the club. Well, that's healthy. That's last, good. Last one from me before we let you go. Mm. Throughout your 96 games, played a lot of good footy. Occasionally, and I say this with absolute respect, you were, you know, good at antagonizing opposition players. You could get in the face of an opposition player from time to time and a little cheeky. Ma- make life for them mm. a bit uncomfortable. A bit, a bit uh, uh, no, no, just did yappy. his job. Just did his job yeah. and, you know, was asked to, you know, man manage opposition players from time to time. Mm. Did you ever, you know, anyone at North, did, you know, Ben Cunnington, any of the North boys, did you ever mm. do anything that you've had to walk up to them in the first day and say, hey, oh, listen, listen Kufa, uh, it was all in the, uh, you yeah, know, in the hour, battle, well, of, you know, what, what stays on inside the line. And um, I meant nothing by it. Please don't, you know, any of that? I don't think so. I remember, <laughs> I remember tagging um, Ben Cunnington one day. Yep. Um, but hopefully I didn't do anything <laughs> too bad to him. Not, not that I can remember anyway. Anyway, he's probably, he's probably holding on to a few things that I've said or. Well, he's a man of few words, apparently, Ben, so he may never let you know. Yeah, maybe. He may never. Little, you know. you, I didn't come across. I know there was a couple of incidences we won't go into, but uh, you were uh, <laughs> well, occasionally you, no, just the no. couple that stood out. One or two. But like I said, we won't go into No, that. no, it's not. Uh, were you <laughs> chirpy out there? Did you? you know, I didn't. When I watched you, it, like I said, it didn't seem like you. You might have been under the sort of kept it under your vault where we all couldn't see it. But were you a bit chirpy? Or um, did you like the? Uh, I don't think so. I no, think, I think it's the game's too hard. Like, it is. It's too much effort to. Um, Mm. Put effort into um, chirping the opposition. So, who, who was was there others though that were? Who was the best of the opponents? Was there anyone out there that you go, geez, this bloke he won't shut won't up. Shut He's up. just keeps giving uh, it to me. <laughs> no one off the top of my head. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, uh, good luck, mate. It's uh, the the rookie yes. draft is a great way for footy clubs to you know do what they're going to do national draft time, but keep an eye on 
players who they know can bring specific skill sets into their operation. And it's clearly what North Melbourne's seen in you. So mm. good luck. Let's hope the 96 yes. becomes 180 uh, over the next seven or eight seasons and there's plenty of good footy to be played in the blue and white. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Good, good man. man. Daniel Howe joining us on the show. Hawk, 96 games in the brand of gold. Now a Kanga. Reunited with Alistair Clarkson mm. and Liam Shields. It's 23 minutes past four.